thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church, Bushland, Texas. Hey, we're continuing our series, uh, Put Off, Put On, and uh, we'll be done in a couple of weeks. Today, we're in chapter 5 of Ephesians, and uh, we're going to skip down to verse 8. If you'll go there, Ephesians 5, 8, go there with me. Ephesians 5, 8. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists of goodness and righteousness and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. And have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what is disobedient what the disobedient do in secret. But in everything exposed by light becomes visible, for it is the light that makes everything visible. This is why it says, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, and make every, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. It's a good, hard word there, but a wonderful word. I want you to camp on verse 8. For you were once darkness. Hopefully it's past tense in your life as well. But now you are light, and I want you to circle in, the word in. You are now light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. We'll get back to that in just a little bit. That little end has enormous importance, okay? Several years ago, probably 10, 12 years ago now, we had just built a house out here in Prairie West on North Lantana. We were, I was on staff at Quill Creek, and as at church late one Wednesday night, got done with all my youth stuff and had to stay for a meeting, got dismissed about 9 o'clock, and I knew when I was getting my stuff out of my office, getting ready to leave, that the fog was Thick because the street lights, I mean, the, the lights on the, on the, can, on the uh, parking lot at the church kind of had that orange glow to it. And so as I got in my truck and started coming down I-40, as I continued to go up in elevation, it got thick. And I'm not talking about pea soup thick. I'm talking oatmeal, dude. I mean, <laughs> bad stuff. I mean, all I could do, I mean, I was 10, I, I was 10 and 2, buddy. I was, I was 92 years old, okay? And I mean, I just found the truck. And I saw his taillights, and I did not even look at my speedometer. I didn't care if I was going 20. I mean, I looked at that truck, and he just led me. I came all the way out. Now, once I got off the interstate, you got to understand, this church was here. There was no education credit union. This church parking lot right here did not have those lights. There was not a home in that area right there, and there was no such thing as Bushland High School. You're like, dude, I bet it was dark. It was dark. I mean dark. And I turned north, and I knew Laramie, Wind River, Stony Ridge. I was good to go. Been down a hundred times. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know where I was. I was trying to gauge how far I'd went by my speedometer, my odometer. And, and I'm telling you, I got up to the first street, and, 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 and I had to turn my truck a little bit just to see that there was a road there. And so I'm like, okay, that's the first one, and then the next one, and then the next one. And I don't even know how long it took me from there off the interstate to pull in my driveway 
on, on North Lantana. I don't, I don't know, but all I remember is this. When I pulled in that driveway and I raised my garage door and it went up, so meaning I was at the right house, thank the Lord, and I pulled in that garage, here's my first thought. Thank you, Jesus. And my second thought was this. Never said it before. I love my headlights. <laughs> I love my headlights. I do. Have you ever gotten your vehicle and said, I just love my lights? No. But I'm telling you, I pulled in that garage, and I said, thank you, Jesus. And I said, I love my lights. And I even had to give him a second look like I was looking at my wife when I met her. I just want to get my lights. <laughs> I love my lights. I mean, I was excited about my lights. I mean, I was. Why? Because I'm telling you, it was dark. And I knew where I was. But I was so unsure. I was. I, I, I could tell someone how to get there. But I, I couldn't see squat, man. I'm telling you. It was dark. It was dark. You ever been in that place in your life? You know you're a believer. You know there's been a time in your life that you've given your life to Christ. You know you're saved. There's no doubt you're saved. You've been saved. You've been baptized. You know that. And you know that Jesus says that he is the light. But you're absolutely in oatmeal fog in your life. Everybody around you is trying to tell you something, and they see it, and you don't see it. You can't move. You feel paralyzed. That which you know, you don't know. That which looks familiar doesn't look familiar. That which you had confidence in a month ago, you're not confident anymore. You hear a voice, and you think it's him, and you're pretty sure it's him, but you won't move. You're paralyzed. Because you don't recognize where you're at and what's around you. You can't see it. I want you to go to your word. Go to Psalm 119. 119. We're going to look at two things today in regard to darkness and light. Okay? Just two. The first one is, like I said a while ago, there's been a time in your life that you know you're saved. Okay? The light's in you. You have the light. He is the light. He lives in you. It's like you're in a fog. I want you to look at Psalm 119. Go to verse 105. There's a bunch of verses in 119, all right? You're like, dude, there's a bunch. There is a bunch. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. When you listen to that, there's an order there. Your word is a light into my feet. And then it's a light, a lamp into my path. Why are they not the opposite? Because if you don't know where you are, you'll never know where you're headed. You've got to figure out where you are first in order to know where to go. I knew I was on Bushland Road. I knew that. I knew it was Laramie, Wind River, and Stony Ridge. Knew that real well. The problem is I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. I want you to go over to verse 130. Go with the verse 130. The unfolding of your words give light. 
Watch this. And it gives understanding to the simple. Man. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your word just absolutely lights my way. It, it, it gives light to the simple. My friends, believers today are stuck because they don't know the word. They just don't know the word, man. They are so absolutely in love with a Sunday morning fix being enough. Folks, I'm, I just want to tell you something because I love you to death. Jesus didn't die on a cross for a Sunday morning fix. He did not die on that cross for a Sunday morning fix. And if you are basing your life, your decisions, your choices, and everything wrapped around them on Sunday morning fix, you are walking in mud. You're not going to see it. And I don't even care if you're familiar with it. I don't care if you can tell me all the books of the Bible and you can answer all the trivia. It doesn't matter a hill of beans if you can't take Sunday and reproduce it on Monday. You're going to have to get in that word, man. You got to. You're not going to know. You're going you're to have choices and decisions to make. You're going to have to make them as a daddy and a husband and a leader of your home. And you're going to be frozen in time. And it's not because you don't know the light. It's because you're not in that light. You're not in it. You're just in darkness, man. You, if you would be honest today, you would simply say, Jeff, I am a Sunday morning fix junkie. That's all I am. I just hope you and Paxson give me enough to get me to next Sunday. We'll never do it. I'm just going to tell you. I love Paxson. He can bring us to the table. But it, there's not enough, man. There's not enough. This world is going to beat the snot out of you between now and Sunday. I mean, big time. And if you're living off just a Sunday morning junkie, you're not going to get there. You're not going to make it. The familiar will not look familiar. And the simple will be complex. I mean, I look back at my life sometimes, and you can be out of fellowship with God sometimes and be out of the light and out of the Word, and, not, and, and, and simple things will come up, and I'm telling you, I can't make a decision. I can't, and I, and I feel like a goofball sometimes. I want you to go to first. I want you to, go to John first. No, I don't. I want you to go to first John. Sorry, <laughs> I changed myself. Right, first John first. Then we'll come back to John. First John chapter five. First John chapter five. Look at verse 11. Make sure you're in 1 John. 1 John 5, verse 11. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. And he who has a life, has a Son, has life. And he who does not, does not have the Son of God, does not have life. I write you these things so that you may believe in the name of the Son of God, and that you may know that you have eternal life. That you may know that you have eternal life. 
Now, here's what I want you to understand. (laughs) If you know the Lord, there's been a time in your life that you have been born again. I don't mean walk an aisle, fill out a piece of paper, have a warm fuzzy. I mean absolutely meet the king and he changed your life. You'll never be the same again. You know that. You know that. You may not tell me the hour, the day, the season, the month, the year. You can can struggle with that, and I'm okay with that, okay? But I'm going to tell you right now, you know when you were once blind and now you see. You know that. Okay, so if you know that for sure, okay, the light of the Lord lives in you. The light lives in you. He is the light. He says his, his word became flesh and dwelt among us. So he's in the word. So now Jesus lives in you, and the word, which is Jesus, is the light. He is what you've got to get into in order to walk, okay? Now I want you to look over a couple pages. I'm going to do this real quick. Because that clock is moving fast, okay? Look at 1 John 1. 1 John 1. Look at verse 5. 1 John 1, verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all unrighteousness. Let me say something to you real quick. You can be in the fog. You can be in the fog because you're not in the word, okay, and a byproduct of not being consistently in the Word, you can get out of fellowship horizontally. We talked about the vertical horizontal a couple weeks ago. If you are out of fellowship with one another, it is a sign you are walking in darkness. Now hear me. See, you can get out of fellowship with God. Isaiah 59 two says, Your iniquities have separated you from God. So your sin can cause separation between you and God. You stay in that position too long, you're walking in darkness because he's the light. Further you get from the light, darker it is. But you can also get out of fellowship with one another and be a sign you're walking in darkness. Because, my friend, if you're walking in the Word and the Word says forgive because you've been forgiven, then you'll forgive and get right. If you're walking in the Word and you understand you're in the grace, you'll give grace. If you understand you've been shown much mercy, you'll show mercy. But if you're never in the Word, guess what? It doesn't bother you a bit to have problems against someone. It doesn't bother you a bit. Because I'm going to tell you what you can do on Sunday morning. You need to come in here and fake it. And walk out of there and still be the mean sucker you were before you walked in here. I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I spent 26 years on staff. I met some of my meanest people in church. I'm sorry. All right? They didn't look mean. They looked nice, pretty, sweet. Then you meet them, and then it's like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. I mean, Dracula ain't got nothing on them teeth. I mean, I didn't see that coming. And what happens is the church is surprise attack. See, you walk in here, and you're like vulnerable. You're thinking all these people love Jesus. They love me. Mm, don't, don't miscalculate. All right? That's, I'm just telling you. 
And what happens is, it's not that they don't know Jesus sometimes. I'm not saying that. It could be. We'll get there. But I'm saying is, you can know the Lord, walk in darkness so long that the only thing you portray is darkness. That's the truth, man. That's just the truth. You get in word, and you know you need to be in it, and you open it up, and you're like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Hmm. And darkness will get you so far, man, that you don't even want and have no interest in light. See, I'm not going to get into all the deeds and, and make a list of all the darkness and then make a list of all this light stuff. Because let me tell you what we're happening in America. We are absolutely swimming gray. I'm telling you, we're swimming gray. But here's what I understand about gray. You won't get there without black. That's all I'm saying. Try it. You go make me gray without using black. Some of y'all are like, I'm going to go home and do that. You go right home. You just do that. But you don't get there. You just won't get there. You may convince yourself it's gray. It's not gray. Because black and white together make gray. And I'm not going to get into trying to catch up with what's light and what's dark and all this other stuff. And then we get into some debate and you tell me I'm not political correct and all this other stuff. I need to be tolerant. Whatever. Just, just walk in the light as he is in the light and you will not even be attracted to darkness. That's just the bottom line. And then you won't have to go, I wonder if that's gray. Don't worry about it. All right? Don't worry about it. Okay? Sorry. I'm about to. All right? Hey. Uh, <laughs> so here's the deal. You, may, you can walk in darkness if, if there's been a time in your life you've been saved, but you have gotten away from the light. You can also walk in darkness, my friend, if you've convinced yourself that you've got the light in you and there is no light in you. None. None. Let's go to John. We stayed out of there long enough. Better get there. Let's go to John 10 first. I never did go back up to that other John. I'll get there in a little bit. John, let's go John 10. Ten fourteen. I, not this I, Jesus I, am the good shepherd. I know, K-N-O-W, my sheep. And my sheep, K-N-O-W, me. Pretty simple there. I mean, <laughs> people can say, well, I don't understand what he really means. Seriously? The sheep know him, and he knows the sheep. K-N-O-W, man. The first John passage that we looked at a while ago is the same K-N-O-W. You may know this, so you will know you have eternal life. K-N-O-W. Know. You know that you have eternal life. Friends, listen to me. I, I know in America being a good person counts for something, but not in heaven. You've got to be saved. The Bible says that you must confess through your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. And in 13 of 10, okay, 10, 13 of Romans, he says, everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Everyone, man. It doesn't matter your skin color. doesn't matter your checkbook. doesn't matter, man. doesn't matter what your mama did, your daddy did. doesn't matter any of that stuff, man. It says everyone. And today, listen to me, church. Do not walk out of these doors not knowing. Don't. Don't walk out going, Jeff, I, I, I think I am. I really think I am. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I think I am. Quit. Quit living that way. That is, that is miserable. Miserable way to live. The Bible says that you will know, so know. Because once you know, then you can go make other people known. But once you don't know, you're going to flounder like a dead fish on the beach. You don't know what's going on. Push me back in or just put me in the pan. You don't know what you want, all right? You're drying out. You don't look attractive. Nobody wants to be around you. You got to know that you have eternal life. Nicodemus says you got to be born again. My friends, listen to me. You're going to walk in darkness all the time if you're not saved. You, I mean, you're going to find yourself there all the time. He said, well, Jeff, how do you really know that you know that you know? I'm glad you asked. Let me say something to you. If you get up in the morning and your first thought is me, what I can do for me, how I can please me, what's in it for me, I hope I have a good day, I hope everything goes well for me, 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 you're lost. You're just lost. I'm sorry, you're lost. But if you get up in the morning and your first thought is, mm, thank you, Jesus, for today, and I honor you today, you're saved because you know it's not about you. See, in America, we live in Meville. Every, every town ought to be named Meville. Right? The deal is, it's not Meville. It's Kingville. It's all about the king. And folks, let me tell you something. When you get up in the morning, that's a gift. If you breathe, that's a gift. And that is all given to you out of his great love for you. So go honor him today. But if you get up in the morning and it's all about me, 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 and you're consumed with it all day long and, and based on how people treat you and how things work out for you and how long that line is or how fast that line is or if they have your flavor or don't have your flavor or your size or not your size or your, all this other stuff, then guess what? It's so much about you that there probably never was the cross. You probably made your own cross and put yourself up there and thought you did something. You can't die for you. He died for you. He died for you. My friends, if you're lost today, they call it lost for a reason, because you're in darkness. Jesus looked out over this earth, over this world in Genesis 1, and he looked out, and it was dark, and it was empty, just hollow. And he said, let there be light. You know what he's saying to you today? In your dark, just darkness, he's saying, let there be light. Let there be light, man. Let me come inside of you and be that light. And then you take my word, which now because I live inside of you, you understand like you've never understood it before. Let it be lamp into your feet and a light into your bath. Because all the things that are simple, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it all. All the stuff that looks complex, I'll make it simple. You'll hear me. You'll know me. You'll walk with me. You, you won't have to say, 
uh, I don't know what to do anymore, because you'll know what to do. Because once you're saved, my friend, and he lives inside of you, and he puts his word in you, and he, I mean, you start walking in it, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Okay? You got those slides back there, guys? Are there some slides back there? Okay. Real quick. Darkness plus deception equals bondage. Every time. Every single time. You walk in darkness, things don't look clear, man. I'm telling you. You can go down the road you know, and it not look good. It not look familiar. Okay? Other one's this. I don't have a lot of time to dig into this. Light, Jesus, plus truth equals what? Freedom. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Jesus, word, freedom, baby. Freedom. Not because I live in America, because I live in Christ. Remember I said that word in is very important. Either you're in him or you're out. You can't, it's not a, well, I, I think so. No. Mm -mm. Are you married to Melissa? Yes. Well, I think so. You are married to me. That's what happens. You, you, don't, there's, you don't hesitate with that question. <laughs> you don't. I mean, who answers that question like that? No. Do you know him? Yes. And when you hear that, he says, yes, I know him. I know him. This morning, if you've been to our services a bunch, or if it's your first time, we end it every time like this. One more song. Just one more worship song. The song for invitation. Okay? It's not my invitation. It's not Paxson's invitation. You're not responding to the song he sings. You're responding to the king. Okay? This morning, if you're a believer today, and you say, Jeff, I'm telling you, I've been where you've been on Bushland Road. I've been in that darkness. I've been in that fog. I've been in oatmeal, man. I can't see. I'm in it right now. I know I'm saved, Jeff. I know I am. But right now, man, I, it just, I, I, can't, I can't see it. I can't hear. I can't see it. I, I haven't been in the Word like I need to. I've been living off Sundays. My schedule's crazy. I can't, I've been like a cat chasing my tail, and I can't catch it. I, I'm not. I can't see clear. Then as a believer this morning, you need to get down here as quick as you can and you get on your face. You need to recommit your life to Christ. You need to come back to the Word. You say, why do I got to come down here? Because if you could stay right there and change, you'd already changed. You've been there all Sundays. You've been there Sunday after Sunday because you're like me. Because if I'm sitting there and I say something, there's not much skin in the game. But if I come down here, there's a lot of skin in the game. And sometimes I've got to come and lay it down, physically lay it down, so I don't take it with me. This morning, if you know that you know that you know that you know, there's never been a time in your life you met the king. Never. Never. You see, Jeff, I don't know that he knows me, and I'm not sure I know him. Don't walk out of those doors that way. Don't. It's not worth it. It's empty. It's hollow. It's not, it's not good, man. You're not, it's not for you. Jesus said, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord 
will be saved today. Don't walk out of there. Don't walk. Don't walk out that way. This morning, if you need prayer, there'll be several couples up here for prayer. If you're facing something this week, got surgery this week, got something going on in your life, or you just need someone to agree with you on these things and you just want to be covered and maybe pray on you, come this morning. Come to the altar. It may be for nothing that I've talked about, but God said something through the Holy Spirit totally different. You need to come up here, you come. This morning, if you're looking for a church home, man, I'm telling you right now, if God's leading you here, it's a great place. A great place. So we're going to stand in just a little bit after I pray. We're going to sing one more song. It's a worship song, okay? And it's God's song for invitation for you to respond to what he has said to you. So this morning, you come this morning. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. And Holy Spirit, move us now. Holy Spirit, move us now. In your name I pray. Amen.